0: Will it be Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, or Kenny Pickett as the Steelers ponder the number 20 draft pick? Welcome to the Steelers Update from Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Where there's smoke, there's fire. So goes the old adage. Well, the smoke has been pluming up from Steelers' headquarters for months. That's where the Black and Gold Brain Trust is purportedly interested in drafting a quarterback on the evening of April 28, the NFL Draft. The number of supposed NFL Draft gurus linking the Steelers to one of the top arms in this draft is legion it seems the only question left to be answered next Thursday night is which arm? will it be the hometown talent of Kenny Pickett of Pitt, deemed to be the most NFL-ready right now, but with limited upside and those notoriously small hands? Or were the Steelers finally gift-wrap a speedy sports car of a QB for coach Mike Tomlin who covets mobility at the NFL's most important position. If so, could small school Liberty product Malik Willis be on his way to the Steel City to tear up the turf at Heinz Field? Plenty of Pittsburghers would love it. Until perhaps they see how much work Willis will have to put in to become NFL ready. We're talking a long clipboard year and then some. This brings us to door number three, behind which is the blend of the first two in the form of University of Cincinnati passer Desmond Ritter. He's not as ready as Pickett, but not as raw as Willis. So either Ritter represents a happy medium or a cop-out compromise. And there's the rub. For every self-proclaimed draft expert proclaiming their favorite QB prospect is a sure thing, there are two or more poo-pooing the same passer's very cloudy NFL future. Is your QB prospect a cannon or a pop gun? Does he have pocket presence, or will he fold under pressure like a cheap suit? Can he see the whole field, or does he focus like a laser on his first option telegraphing interceptions like Western Union? Is he a film room fixture? Or is football merely a means to a big payday? All these questions and more surround every one of the top three quarterbacks in this draft. So what are the Steelers to do? More importantly, what are they going to do? If you believe the mock draft mania, Pittsburgh will pluck one of those three passers to be the future of the franchise. Heck, the conservative Steelers, who covet draft picks above all else, may even make a blockbuster trade just for the privilege of going up to get their preferred passer. That's, again, according to the gurus and their mock drafts. So that is the means of and what's behind all the quarterback-related smoke emanating from the team's headquarters in these weeks and months leading up to the draft. But just maybe, just maybe, it's all been a smokescreen. If the Steelers are still the Steelers, they will stick to their best player available philosophy. They will not spend draft picks in a trade. They will not draft a quarterback this year. So you ask, why was Mike Tomlin having wings with Malik Willis? Well, for all the interest the Steelers brass have been showing in this year's crop of QBs, some of their actions, to the contrary, speak even louder. The biggest of these is the Steelers signing former second overall pick Mitch Trubisky as the apparent 2022 Steelers starter to succeed the now-retired Ben Roethlisberger. This was no ordinary free agency signing by the Steelers. They didn't wait until the waning days of free agency and take what was left over on the market. The Steelers pounced the very second they were legally eligible to ink Trubisky to a two-year incentive-laden contract, and the attraction was mutual. The Chicago cast-off quarterback believes Pittsburgh to be the perfect place to finally live up to sky-high expectations of being picked over the likes of Patrick Mahomes, and Deshaun Watson. Without doubt, it will be Trubitsky's team in 2022. But if the pieces fall into place in Pittsburgh and he shows his true talent, the stage could be set for a long Steelers career. Teams, and especially the Steelers, do not make this kind of bold move only to undermine it weeks later by drafting a quarterback in the first round. Besides, the Steelers have needs at key positions other than QB, most especially at safety, defensive line, wide receiver, cornerback, and offensive line. All could be upgraded significantly by the premium talent at these positions in the top 100 players of this year's draft. In fact, the draft appears to be loaded everywhere but at QB. That's another reason for Pittsburgh to pass on taking a passer. Yet for every signal that says no, the Steelers aren't drafting a quarterback in 2022, there's another that sends the opposite message. The latest mixed signal came this week as the Steelers signed an assistant quarterback's coach in the form of Tomlin's college teammate, David Corley. So in two short years or so, the Steelers have gone from having no quarterbacks coach to now having two, and one is a Mike Tomlin disciple who just might adhere to the head coach's attraction to highly mobile NFL passers. Could it be Malik Willis' time in Pittsburgh? Well, only time in that always-ticking draft day clock will tell. Until then, we have much, much more on the QB or not QB debate raging in Pittsburgh in this passer or passing fancy edition of your Steelers Update podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my print column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. It will include all the best means proclaiming Pittsburgh's quarterback love as the Steelers prepare to put the finishing touches on their 2022 team. Right now, let's get right to it. So what will the Steelers do? To quarterback or not to quarterback? For the facts on the arms in this draft, we turn to Dan Brugler, the draft guru for the athletic. He breaks down the 2022 QB prospects who could tempt Pittsburgh come next Thursday night. He writes this, quote, If the Steelers have a quarterback prospect graded as a future NFL starter who can help compete for the division title and a spot in the playoffs, then yes, they should draft a quarterback. But that is a huge if. Personally, I find it tough to have conviction that any of these prospects will become the type of quarterback who will raise the talent level around him and lead his team to the promised land. This class has talent. But the best way I can put it is these quarterbacks are easily easy to like and hard to love. But that's just my opinion. The Steelers might love one of these passers. And if they do, would they trade up to get him? These quarterbacks are going to go early. Pitts Kenny Pickett is my highest ranked quarterback, and I think he can help you win games tomorrow. But does he have the ceiling in the NFL to make a deep playoff run? I have my doubts. Liberty's Malik Willis has all the traits, but his passing vision and anticipation are still far from NFL ready. Cincinnati's Desmond Ritter, who I had the Steelers taking at 20 in my seven-round mock, has the intangibles and a functional skill set to start in the NFL, but his inconsistencies hold him back, unquote. Those are wise words breaking down the top three quarterbacks by the athletics NFL draft guru. So all have holes. All the three guys have holes, and none could be your promised land passer that's going to take you deep into the playoffs and compete for a Super Bowl. In other words, his opinion on the Steelers taking a quarterback sounds like a solid, maybe, and perhaps that's the point. The Steelers have been busy kicking the tires on the top QBs just in case one slips near their selection spot at pick 20. It doesn't seem like, and it's not in their tradition, to spend draft picks to go up and take one of these iffy guys. Here is Mark Caboli in that same athletic article talking about how the draft night pieces will have to fall into place for your Steelers to even think about taking a quarterback. Here's Caboli, quote, if there is a guy they love who somehow falls to them in the first round, and let's face it, we are talking about Malik Willis, then draft him. Or if you love Ritter and he's there late in the first and you can move back into the first round, then yes. That's what the Steelers are doing with all of these visits and interests in quarterback during draft season. They want to be sure in case somebody gets to them and they have to make a quick decision. It doesn't mean they're going to sell out and draft one. Kevin Colbert always says you can't lose with your first-round pick or you are playing catch-up for years. Grabbing a far-from-sure thing at quarterback in the first round doesn't follow that belief, unquote. So if I'm reading Kaboli between the lines correctly... The answer at quarterback for your Steelers is no, unless something unexpected unfolds on draft night. And it could. So the Steelers are ready for all those contingencies. They've kicked the tires on the top three guys. They know their pluses and minuses. And they know if they want to spend that first, that premium first round pick, number 20, on a quarterback. Because as Colbert had said, you miss in that first round, you are set back for years because. Believe me, there's lots of talent in this draft, and at 20, they could pick a franchise guy in at, at a number of positions, but maybe not at quarterback. Now, for a much more definitive no on the Steelers QB question, we turn to caustic radio personality Mark Madden, who was never one to mince words. He writes this on the Steelers QB debate in a piece for Trib Live, Quote, If there's any serious thought given to drafting a quarterback this year, the Steelers should not have signed Mitch Trubisky. Use Mason Rudolph as your bridge QB instead. But the Steelers should have signed Trubisky, hoping that at 27 he realizes some of the potential that made him the second pick in 2017. If Trubisky ends up being a subpar stopgap, okay. But the first preference should be that he proves himself worthy of starting beyond 2022. If Trubisky doesn't, then pick a quarterback in 2023. That draft has more quality QBs. Taking one now illogically skews the timetable. If the Steelers make the playoffs or even dodge a losing record, it will be because of Trubisky, not despite him. Here is betting Trubisky exceeds the citizens' meager expectations for him. But taking a quarterback now is sexier, whether it's the pit kid who would so inspirationally use a different parking lot at the same practice facility or the guy from Liberty Biberty. The fever for selecting a QB is whipped into a nonsensical frenzy by innocuous happenings like Coach Mike Tomlin eating wings with Mr. Liberty Bouchamel. The latest example, the Steelers hired David Corley as assistant quarterback's coach, and the local football intelligentsia yelped, Ah, the Steelers have never had two quarterback coaches before. They must be picking a quarterback. But Corley got his job as dictated by changes made to the Rooney Rule, which mandates that each team must hire an offensive assistant who is either a person of color or a woman. Corley is the former. It's got nothing to do with the Steelers and who they are drafting. By the way, if Kenny Pickett drops to number 20, there is a reason for that. Maybe his small hands are really a big problem. Unquote. Hey, all great stuff from Mark Madden, all the reasons why it's a no at quarterback for the Steelers, even at pick 20, even if it's Kenny Pickett. So, and there are small and big reasons the Steelers should stay away from QBs altogether in this draft year. Of course, Mark Madden is a confirmed contrarian. He is going to zig when everybody else is zagging. So we have to look at and see whether he's the only voice saying no to a Steelers quarterback in this draft. Turns out Madden has some good company. Here's Jerry Dulac. He's the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reporter with an inside line to the Steelers' headquarters. And he's stating all the reasonable reasons the Steelers will not draft a QB this year. And the number one reason for Dulac has to do with a possible Steelers' smoke screen generated by all their seeming and perhaps fake interest in this year's QB class. He writes this, quote, Are the Steelers really that interested in drafting a quarterback from a class that, to use an old Tomlin expression, is as ordinary as grits? Or are they just doing their due diligence and letting other teams think they want a quarterback merely to keep their competitors from dipping into the pool of players that might really interest the Steelers? For as long as anyone can remember, the Steelers have never tipped their hand before the draft as to what position they intend to target with the number one pick in that draft. In fact, they've never so much as talked about a particular position as they have acknowledged a quarterback is in play in the first round. Their behavior this year has been so uncharacteristic, so counter to the way they traditionally guard their thoughts like a family secret, it is difficult to imagine they would be so open if they seriously considered using their top pick on a quarterback. It's possible, of course, but considering the weak crop and the other needs they have, especially on defense, drafting a quarterback would be a waste of the twentieth overall pick. Maybe they know that already. Unquote. That's some strong stuff from Dulac. I mean, he. Reads the tea leaves and he reads this team better than most. And he's saying they're never going to be this upfront about who they're really interested in the draft. And all this interest in quarterback seems over the top, especially for the Steelers. It's like that scene in The Godfather never let anyone outside the family know what you're thinking again. That's the way the Steelers operate. And all this QB interest is alien to that usual standard of Steelers' operation with the draft. So if not a quarterback, perhaps it's going to be a hard-hitting safety at pick number 20 to shore up that defense into a true juggernaut, which it could be. Brian Batko, also with the Post-Gazette, states the case for a safer pick at 20 with the Steelers taking a safety to pair with Minka Fitzpatrick. Batco writes this quote, "The avenues for the Steelers to explore as they try to establish a new robin to minka Fitzpatrick's backman in the back end of their secondary is this: Terrell Edmonds is gone, and maybe he's coming back, but at least for now there's a wide open hole at strong safety that even general manager Kevin Colbert uncharacteristically and candidly referred to." as the only spot on the roster where the Steelers don't have a starter-caliber player. Uncertainty looms in the absence of Edmonds, who still would be here if the Steelers hadn't declined his fifth-year option, this time a year ago. One could argue that that was the wrong move, given that Edmonds increased his production in several areas and decreased his lapses in coverage. He would have been guaranteed a $6.75 million salary in his fifth season on that option year, putting him at number 17 among all safeties in the league, perhaps giving the Steelers some peace of mind they don't otherwise have as the draft approaches. Beyond Edmonds, whose best quality at this point figures to be his familiarity with the Steelers' defense, there's Tyran Matthew who is the best free agent, who remains available. But at what cost? How much are the Steelers willing to pay and thus spend overall at the safety position, especially with Fitzpatrick, due for a big new contract? Drafting and plugging in a rookie who can play alongside Fitzpatrick and learn from his high football IQ For at least four years on a rookie deal would be an ideal match. Notre Dame's long, opportunistic safety, Kyle Hamilton, is the consensus number one in this class. Unquote. And to add on to Dulac's strong argument at the safety position, Hamilton just visited the Steelers, and there's talk that he could slip into within their reach. So a big hmm on the Steelers' uh, notion of drafting a safety and filling that huge hole in the middle of their defense. The bottom line for Batco is this, quote, the Steelers must be tempted to make that number 20 draft pick a hard-hitting, run-stuffing safety, willing to get his hands dirty so Fitzpatrick can play center field and clean up the rest, unquote. Hey, man, that sounds good on paper. You stuff that run and you clean up that middle of the defense and you let Fitzpatrick roam and ramble back there. Wow, that could be a scary Steelers' D. Now, of course, the Steelers could go a number of different directions at pick 20. Other areas of need and Steelers' interest include wide receiver, cornerback, and some more meat and production on, on along both the offensive and the defensive lines. We turn back to Dane Brugler with The Athletic for one more look at other first-round names to watch for your Steelers this coming uh, a week from Thursday night. He writes, quote, Georgia nose tackle Jordan Davis will be highly coveted throughout the mid-first round. But if he were to slip to Pittsburgh, I don't think they would pass. The Steelers' track record of drafting cornerbacks, especially in the first few rounds, has been dismal over the last two decades. But that doesn't mean you stop drafting the position. And if Washington's Trent McDuffie falls to number 20, that would be a smart selection. Maybe more realistic than those two options is Michigan's Dax Hill. He's a big-time player and would make a lot of sense at 20 if the Steelers don't draft a quarterback. He is a freak athlete who can cover in the nickel, play free safety, or line up at cornerback. His versatility is what teams covet for today's NFL, where he can match up versus tight ends and different types of receivers, unquote. Hey, there you go, Steelers fans. We got some facts for thought rather than just food for thought as the clock ticks down to draft day. Very soon, the waiting will be over and the picks will be in. And then there will be much, much more to discuss and debate as your 2022 Steelers truly take shape. So stay tuned. Lots to come. we got draft day and then we got all the draft reaction and we're going to have it all for you here on your Steelers Update podcast. So sign up for it now so you get it every Wednesday afternoon fresh with a fresh take and capturing the pulse of the Pittsburgh debate. And of course, log on to PennLive.com for your real-time Steelers news. Hey, the clock is ticking, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye now.